fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Right. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? Today is Saturday, May 30th, 2020, episode 201 of the Hotbox. I'm Matt. That's Grand. What up, Grand? What's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? Good, man. Good Good week. Good week. Not so good week, I guess, depending on uh, where you're at, what you're doing. Uh, here in the Dabs community, though, it's been a pretty good week. I don't think uh, no more N-bombs have been dropped by uh, old ladies or anything. I think it's been a, a pretty pretty good week overall. Oh my god, we're gonna jump back to that right away. No, nah, just back to the freaking Nazi grandma. <laughs> no, no, that's that's last week's news. <laughs> that's last week's news. This, well, week's, we news, this week's news. All sorts. Uh, Earth. Check out the site. You can find all the links to all of our stuff there. Subscribe to the podcast. Find the Discord chat where we hang out all week, and that's where the show's streamed from. Also, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. That's iTunes, I guess. Google Podcast, YouTube, all that stuff. So definitely, if you like the show, subscribe, show show a little support, show some love. Uh, out of the Dab subreddit, we'll start things off. User Real Madrid Fool talking about some interesting Dab tool melt videos. <laughs> I guess you know Dab community Ooh. likes their melt videos. Absolutely, uh, they do. Dab tool melt videos, just what, different types of dab tools? Yeah, pretty much, I guess. Uh, just kind of showing that, you know, not all dab tools are the same, and you should definitely be weary of, uh, like, what you what you pick up if it's on the extra cheap, because some of these dab tools, depending on how hot you go into your banger or your nail or whatever, uh, they could melt. And this video here shows a pretty good example. Uh, what was the consensus? Is that tin that it was made out of? Aluminum, perhaps? Uh, he hits it with a torch, and it just straight up melts. Like, the dab Whoa. tool, like, melts. So um, I don't know, but anything that melts when you hit it with a torch, like, instantly, you should not... Well, anything that doesn't glow red after you hit it with a torch for, like, 20 seconds... You shouldn't be using he, he didn't even hit it. I, I don't know if there was like preheating involved, but if you watch the video uh, there in the chat, you'll see it. It pretty much melts like right away, which is Let's super sketch. And I guess the kid said that he he took a rip and he got like a weird, gross taste. So he was definitely it was melting or at least at the very least off gassing uh, on whatever temp his nail was. So then obviously hitting it with the raw power of the torch and it just like melts. So definitely be careful out there, you know, that's like aluminum or something, man. Yeah. Well, and before you use any tool, you should heat treat it. And one, cleanse it and make it clean. And two, to check it for stuff like that. Unless it's glass. Don't, uh, you don't need to torture don't, glass, don't uh, torch glass, <laughs> glass dab tools. Clean that with ISO, but any metal or stuff like that, always heat treat the tip where you're going to be using dab because it'll sterilize it and it'll check for stuff like that. And I'm guessing this wasn't like purchased from an actual reputable titanium dab tool reseller like there's a lot of places you can go online you're gonna pay a little bit of cash but you know what you're getting is like legit titanium um i know the bone dabbers i use that uh do the bone carver dude makes 
Uh, these are all legit TI. You can see my leftover dabs on it. But... And titanium's not even that expensive, really. I mean, I got mine. It's, I think mine's like medical grade stainless steel or something like that. But it was only like eight bucks. And I'm I'm guessing these these ones are the ones you find on Amazon. And like I've bought a couple sets from Amazon. They're usually called like the Wax Carver Tool Set, and they're dope as shit because they come with a bunch of different shapes of like paddle and car. Like they're for sculpting wax. So um, right. I've never actually torched one before to see if it's actually like stainless or titanium and not aluminum. But I also don't use them for actual dabbing. I they're more right. used for like scooping a dab in and I'm not like going in hot when I'm using them. I have my glass and my actual, you know, other titanium dabbers for that, but they're they're really good for like mixing terps and stuff like that with. See, I wonder if that actually might have something because if it's not stainless or titanium, I mean I, I know some metalists are almost have like a powdery like film on the outside too. Yeah, I'd be I'd be super weary of anything that's not like actual titanium or glass i don't know anything you can't hit with a torch or obviously glass don't with a torch but anything you can't hit with a torch don't really use yeah uh vinter in the chat says stainless steel and titanium are dirt cheap there's no reason to not use them right. in dab tools glass too and uh tooth sweet says galvanized equals a no don't use galvanized yeah yeah galvanized has uh Poisonous gas yeah, is simple off gas if you get it at a certain temperature. Yeah. No point. And I keep, like, uh, there's a new subreddit that was kind of an offshoot of, I think, cannabis extracts and possibly our dabs, but uh, it's like fake dabs or fake something. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of people post a lot of, like, questionable material in there. And the thing I keep coming back to is just, like, at the end of the day, like, suffocating fucking sucks and your lungs are super sensitive. And weed, oh, yeah. like, it's cool, you get high and stuff, but in comparison, like, I don't feel like a weed high is worth, like, slowly suffocating to death or causing other damage, and it just, the thing I have to keep telling them is, like, if you have to ask, just don't. I mean, it sucks, and I get not everyone's in a legal state that you have access to clean meds and everything, but is so it worth it? I don't think it's worth it. For me, it's not, but uh, that's just something you have to ask yourself. <clears throat> Well, I mean, that's just knowing, like, kind of your deal and where you're getting it from. You can't be getting it from, like, random sources. From Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Mylars <laughs> off Amazon. Next post off our dabs. Always like to go through a few uh, interesting posts of the week there, since that's where the community is uh, based around. Uh, the Amazing Nugget posted a pretty cool melt video of uh, J Red Power Gear, and I thought this was kind of cool. This is kind of the same idea as the J Red Diamond Knot that I really like to use, except it's an insert, which is right up your alley, uh, and it's it's a gear, which is kind of what came with his uh, Terp Cyclers, I think they were called. Uh, when they first came out, but this cat is using a cap and it's actually making the power gear spin, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, nice, usually when nice. you see them in the Terp Cycler, those things came with a, a specific bubble cap with a long nose that sticks all yeah. the way through the two gears. So they don't really spin, but it's meant to push that oil through the loop, which dumps right. it back on top of the gear. So I thought this was an interesting uh, video showing how the actual gears themselves kind of spin. And what you see here on the side of the wall there, it's basically acting like a small micro sized wipe film evaporator, which is, 
kind of one of the machines I run at work, just way scaled down. You're heating up uh, the oil and you're wiping it in a thin film around the banger, which is giving you more surface area uh, touch time, whatever they call that. There's a word for it, I'm sure. Uh, and then that causes your vaporization to happen. So he's got himself like a little, uh, little white film evaporator in there. I thought that was kind of cool. Dude, I've never seen somebody have it spin like that. Right? How yeah. I think it's just the cap. It's got to be just about the cap and the, the fit in the banger, I would think. But pretty cool. Pretty I mean, that's cool. pretty nuts. I don't know. It's It's got to be. It doesn't look like a spin cap, though, but I guess it has to be somewhat. And uh, the next one, I thought this was kind of interesting because we always see dabs and, and extracts and stuff, but rarely do you get to see how they're made or at least what equipment they're made with. Uh, Seamus McDabbin here posted from his Mantis Extracts page uh, some some gear. And uh, I actually am familiar with this gear because I used to work down there with Seamus McDabbin. And uh, so I thought it was kind of cool because what, what you see here is uh, one of the he's got two in there now. But on each side is a separate extraction unit. And then you see the two big black pumps, which run your solvent recovery or your vapor push uh, assist for moving the gas around and everything. And then uh, just your columns and your collection pots and stuff. But super clean build, super nicely done. Uh, C1D1 room, uh, as soon as any hydrocarbon is detected, the room auto vents itself. Like it's, this is, this is about as like professional as, as you will get in, uh, in the industry yeah, here. Really so slick. shout out Seamus McDab. And I definitely uh, miss working down there with those cats. And if you have any questions about uh, what you're seeing there, definitely just shoot off in the uh, chat room and, and we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more. Absolutely. That sounds cool. I, I know a little bit about that, but I mean, I'm no professional like Mr. Matt. Over here. Well, so the idea is you're just like, everything's jacketed. So you keep everything cold and then you just take your frozen weed and you put it in your columns and then you run your cold solvent through it. And then you warm the solvent up enough to where it evaporates, depositing its oils. And then it goes back in the tank. Super simple explanation of it, but that's how like the loop works. Hmm. And then you just have your various, you know, hoses and valves and stuff to move the gas where you want to go, uh, when you want to go there. Right. And then the pumps to, to do the pushing and the pulling, but super cool right. setup. Definitely. And they're, they're making some pretty nice stuff down there these days. I hear if you yeah, have a chance, like if you get a chance to try it, definitely recommend it. Not just cause he's a friend, but cause his shit's good. I'd tell him if his shit sucked, I'd be the first one to do it. Like your shit sucks, bro, but it's, uh, it's pretty good. And then, uh, he posted also, I noticed, uh, on Reddit, that's cool. He's been a little more active on there, but you see a lot of, uh, CRC done wrong. And this is what your CRC should look like when it's done properly, uh, in the, the next post there. Beautiful looking slab skis. So. If you have a, a question about if your CRC is done right, take a look at this. If it looks like this, then uh, yes, it is. If it's all cloudy and foggy looking, then uh, it's probably not. So, CRC. Oh, yeah. I see done this right. one. It came out. It looks so pretty. Yeah. Oh. Stable as fuck. Real nice clarity. That's, uh, that's basically what CRC does, that's what it's good for. Nice. So nice looking slabs. 
And usually what you see in these uh, this subreddit is a lot of like cloudy looking shit. A lot of like really white looking shit, like almost too white, you know, like that's, I like this cause there's a tint of gold in there still. It's not like right. completely white. Um, yeah. So it definitely, I don't know. Some of that white shit looks, it's fucking tasty though. Yeah. Yeah. It can be for sure. But some of it is absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I saw another one. I didn't throw it in the rundown, but the banger was like purple. Like, whatever the dab is the kid took, he's like, is it normal for CRC to leave behind purple puddles in your banger? <laughs> like, no, not usually. Oh, sound healthy. Not usually. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I just, did it purple. taste like grape drank? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like did grape drank. It's gross. Really? That's disgusting. Uh, oh I'm sure God. someone will find it and throw it in the chat, but it was on uh, on the subreddit somewhere, but it was literally just like his banger and it had this purple puddle in it and it was uh, it was gross. CRC is pretty much... Uh, color remediation. Filter. Yeah, it's, it's color remediation cartridge or column or whatever C to you want to use there. Yeah, you're, you're just uh, purifying it more, basically. Uh, you can use it to take trash and turn it into five star. Or you can use it to take really good weed and turn it into like really nice looking slaps like that and stuff. So there's good and there's bad to it. Just like with anything, it's all about how yep. it's used. And then the last thing off of uh, the RDAB subreddit I wanted to, to mention was posted by user Sleazy Saul uh, talking about cold starts. And I thought it was amusing because uh, this fella's been dabbing for about four years and is just now uh figuring out that cold starts are kind of the way if you don't want to chaz your banger up or if you're iffy on temperatures and stuff so i saw it was interesting i might i wanted to bring it up that like you know even people that have been dabbing for a long time like they don't always know all the techniques and sometimes uh, I know I definitely prefer it when I'm using like expensive bangers or if I'm uh, dabbing certain certain consistencies and stuff. I just prefer to heat it up. I feel like I have more control over how hot it's getting uh, just going by those visual cues of the, the dab starting yeah. to bubble and everything. And uh, it's less of a crapshoot when using other people's stuff, which I know a lot of a lot of you dab cats have anxiety and stuff. And I'm sure using somebody's hundred dollar, two hundred, three hundred dollar banger is just like anxiety plus ten. You know, it's like I don't want to be the dickhead responsible for chasing that shit. So cold start always, you know, there's no shame in cold starting game. That's, uh, it's 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 quite a nice it's a different smoke too it's a little bit easier on the lungs so if your lungs are a little bit trash or something it might be a little bit easier for you to smoke and stuff like that i do that a lot because i'm asthmatic oh yeah you definitely and and you're not you're not like getting it all at once because it is still heating up as as uh as you're getting your hit a, so you're going up and yeah yeah right yep yep absolutely so I thought that was cool. Uh, curious in the chat, everyone, everyone uses like DTV fours and shit. Like the people in the chat that use torches and stuff, do you cold start? Do you hot start? What do you, what do you do? I'm kind of curious. Take a little tally uh, as we move on here. Uh, so question of the week, milk mother had a jam packed 
page long question, which I definitely appreciate. Two page question, excuse me. <laughs> um, mainly talking about like heavy metals. What what metals are we referring to, or are people referring to when they talk about heavy metals in the weed? Uh, is it just a catch all term? Usually, when I'm talking about it, I'm describing things like sulfur, phosphorus. Uh, I don't know if silica is considered a heavy metal or not. I don't think it is. I think it's just more of a mineral. Uh, and then, of course, your your other heavier metals like uh, Pantera, Slayer, Metallica, <laughs> stuff like that. I hope there's no Slayer or Pantera in your weed, though. Um, but because of the way weed works, and I know Grand is uh, a lot more informed on this than I am, but I'll just give you the quick uh, rundown that like the weed will just uptake whatever's in the soil. Some people, Absolutely. some people will add things because their plant is deficient in certain things. And when the plant becomes deficient in certain things, it has a hard time regulating other things that it needs to do. So then people go around chasing the deficiency cycle. And every time you add something, you have to change something else up, I think. And so eventually you're just like, hot metal loading these poor plants and if you don't flush it all out in time all of that stuff comes out in the extracts and what started out as a very small amount in a flower becomes now a very concentrated amount in the concentrate so yes yes that, that's the end of the concentrates for sure i do want to say that there is some how do i say it um discrepancy in flushing if it actually does remove all the toxins or not because like you said the plant does uptake everything just it's like a sponge it's going to suck up everything (coughs) that's in the soil anything that you give it it's going to suck it up and like you said if it has deficiencies you're going to start chasing that deficiency line and then all of a sudden you're going to realize that you added way too much sodium or what you know phosphorus or what have you and then it shows up so that's why it's really best to not add anything. Right. Some you people- grow your soil, not the plants. That's what I always hear farmers yes. talk about. They like, we just, we're soil, we grow soil here, and then the plants enjoy the soil. If your soil's yes. off, you're going to constantly be chasing that, yep. that cycle. Because your plant is only an indicator of what's happening in the soil. And it also depends. If you know your weed is not going towards extracts and stuff then it doesn't matter as much granted we want our weed to be as organic and as natural as possible for sure but uh it's not as you know mandatory i I guess as it is if you're growing for extracts because that stuff will definitely clear a lab (laughs) at certain temperatures if you're like decarbing a batch of of crude oil or something you hit that temp and all of a sudden you just smell fireworks and like dead rotten eggs and shit like that's that's just not a good experience from what from like sulfur and phosphorus it has that like rotten egg kind of smell but then phosphorus has like a fireworks kind of smell so it mixes together and like in in a lab it it stinks really so gross Um, so yeah, if, see, I don't have any experience with that, so it's interesting. And then neem oil also uh, will definitely turn your extracts a little darker if there's a, like a, too much on there. I don't know what that like level is where it's okay and then it becomes not okay. Um, but you definitely notice in extracts uh, you get a lot a lot darker of material for some reason that uh, have the neem oil on it. 
And also a funky smell from that as well. It's just best if you're growing for extracts, just keep that shit as natural as uh, as possible. See, I was always under the impression that just keeping it as natural as possible is like always kind of the best. I mean, it's where yeah. you get the best deals from. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could probably. But not everyone can do that, right? Everyone is trying to grow like the best for the cheapest in the worst possible conditions. And then it's just you end up with like this just not not pleasant uh, flower experience and even more so right. with the with the extracts. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <sighs> so what's the deal with flushing? You think that it. It just stays in the plant or it goes into different parts of the plant and then just oh, resides okay, well, there? Like, can you get it all flushed into the stems? Because maybe we're not uh, pressing or extracting the stems. See, I I, I want to personally start out and say that I am not 100% sure on this. I This is all that stuff I've heard. So it's not like me saying this is what's law and what's happening. But I, I've heard that pretty much once it's sucked up, it's there's nothing you can do to get it out of that plant. It's already getting pushed to the plant. It's not, it's kind of like a one way street. Whereas water's getting sucked up. It's not getting pushed back down. So it's always just going out and getting used. So once that metal or vitamin or what, what have you gets sucked up by the plant, it's done. There is no flushing it out. You could flush out the soil. So if you think your plant has gotten enough of whatever you added to it and you want to get the rest of that out of that soil before you get it too high, I think then flushing would be a good idea. But even then, I don't know how much of that. You think it's more helping get it out of the soil rather than actually getting any of it out of the plant. That's interesting. Absolutely. I I think adding, throwing more water in it might help dilute it a little bit inside of the plant, maybe, but it's Hmm. still the high concentration is in there. It's going to get used up by that plant. It's like if you ate something, it's going to be digested and used up and dissolved through your liver and intestines and all that. It's, it's not going to just... And the excess just... Away. I mean, we're not plants, but like with us, the excess just gets peed or, or pooed out like yes, after we absorb what we want. Right. Yes, that's where uh, the leaves start dying and stuff like that because they don't have an excess. It's just going to be thrown out there. Pockrock says, ooh, we're talking about flushing. Personally, I think it's mostly BS. Once the plant has taken in the nutrients, they aren't chilling in the stems and such, is I'm sure what is being said. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, th- th- think about yeah, how the, long the plant isn't pooping water. it back into the soil. It's staying there. That's why farmers used to use hemp to, like, fix their soil. If they knew they had or they were growing over, like, a batch of, like, arsenic or something else, they would plant they would hemp the hemp would absorb it out and then they just go discard the hemp and then they could plant their their crops and shit right and i i think too what's very 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 showing is uh, think about how much you water something if you water a plant one day you're gonna have to water it the next day so it's already used up all of that water and it's inside the plant so pretty much within a day's time all of that's inside the plant being used at the very very ends to grow new stuff and make everything healthy now, I've also read that certain things that you would add to the soil can help the plant uptake other things more efficiently. So if it oh, has, absolutely. and then, but that's where you get into that trouble of like, okay, I just added these two things and now I'm uptaking this, but now I have too much of this other thing because it also regulates that uptake. And it's like, it just, it gets into a pretty convoluted mess, like pretty quickly, I, I would say. Absolutely. You can even, uh, because of the way the plant uptakes, vitamins and stuff like that uh 
the pH of the stuff that's being added to the soil and the pH of the soil itself actually matters greatly on the uptake of certain minerals. It's going to uptake certain minerals better at different pH levels. So, and she's asking also, like, if if the end goal is rosin versus BHO, does it matter? Now, I know in BHO it absolutely does, but with rosin, does that stuff get, I would assume it gets carried over just in the plant oils rather than, like, in the hydrocarbon. So maybe you don't get as much of it, but I'm not sure as far as pressing goes. But it doesn't sound like we're very sure about any of this, so... (laughs) I would actually go to say it's probably on the exact same plane. You think? You don't think the hydrocarbons are pulling more of that over with the plant oils and terps? As opposed to just the oil? You can pull out more with the hydrocarbons. Right, that's what I'm saying. So you would get less of that uh, contamination in a press versus in like a, a, an extraction because you're not using hydrocarbon. You're only using the plant oils, whereas the hydrocarbon extraction has the hydrocarbon and the plant oils. So you get maybe both. a little bit more, but you're still going to get a good concentration sure. in the rosin. Sure. So you're probably going to get more of a higher concentration, but it's still, I, I'd say it's almost on the same plane. I would And as far as an easy way to test for that, uh, I mean, uh, other than like actually getting it tested for heavy metals, labs labs will do that if you're in a legal state. I don't know. I mean, if it's hemp, I suppose you could mail it to a lab in another state. I, I don't know. I would definitely like contact a lab that you were planning on sending uh samples to and make sure that that's okay otherwise they might just get thrown in the trash i I don't think there is any other way besides getting it tested by a lab yeah other than like if it tastes like fucking. yeah yeah i mean if other than the obvious if it's if if your room smells like fucking the fourth of july fireworks show after dabbing like yeah it's probably not good this kind of goes back to the argument of everything needs to be legalized so everything can be regulated for sure for everyone so like where i'm at everything i get is tested i know that it's fine same but for people who are in legal states they don't really have a choice and then to to end off the uh, question of the week, she says, I've seen her old heads washing flour covered in white powdery mildew with peroxide to just clean it off after harvest. Uh, not condoning it, but would a gentle pre-wash help remove some adulterants in any capacity, or is it just press, blast, and pray? So you can, um, that's part of like pesticide remediation and everything, but you're you're doing the extraction first because you want to you you want to get what needs to be remediated in as small of a package as possible. So you want to take let's say that 100 pounds of flour and turn it into like 100 grams for, you know, 10% yield or whatever of oil and then remediate that rather than having to wash a whole bunch of weed. Now you just have to wash a little beaker full of oil. Um, and then you you would do things depending on what it's contaminated with. Obviously, the more of that you would know, the better off your remediation will be. Um, but if it's like pesticides and stuff, you can give it like a brine, rinse, salt water. Uh, we'll pull a lot of that shit out. It'll also pull out any like water solubles, like sugars and chlorophylls and stuff. Um, and then as far as like heavy metals, you just need to know what the metal is because then you can make a load in your filter stack that's based on that that'll pull out that stuff so if it's like sulfur or something you'd use copper if it's you know uh arsenic or or, uh phosphorus or whatever you'd use whatever uh binds to that and and gets it out so definitely knowing is is a lot better 
So from a rosin perspective, I have heard of some people uh, washing buds, um, like in an outdoor, people getting outdoor and going to Preston for rosin or stuff. Um, I have heard of washing the bud, which has minimal THC loss if you do it correctly, obviously not doing it hot or something, dissolving it all. Is that Just different, though, than making like hash and then pressing the hash? This is still yes. going to press the flower. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's the exact opposite of what you're trying to do with the water hash. You're trying to keep all of the trichomes on the bud. You're just trying to wash what's on top of it, any bugs or anything that's inside of it. You're not really going to get anything that's inside of the plant, like any, you know, minerals or anything, or heavy metals or anything out of it. It's more of just an outside water. So for, like, powdery mildew and bugs and stuff, that's pretty yes. gross. <laughs> yes. I, well, for an outdoor, you're going to get bugs. There's no... Yeah. There's no advance about it. There are bugs. I've seen videos of people getting clowned online of like vacuuming off their buds with like a shop vac and just sucking the webs and shit off. Oh so my god, gross. all the spider mites? That's yeah. disgusting. Just taking a okay, shop no. vac to them. Like, I don't know if it's spider real or not. Are, but... No, no, absolutely. But like, there's like aphids and stuff like that. There's Those are inevitable. It's just gonna happen, but if you have spider mite infestation, you absolutely need to fix it. That's that's a no-no. There you go. Some, uh, what's that, uh, worthless genetics on Instagram. That's the account I'm thinking of. They always, you ever follow that shit? They post, like, no. like the worst brick weed, and they're like, tap in, fam, got that new, like, log stem <laughs> OG. Like, it's it's a satire account, but it's so fucking funny. But that that's what that reminds me of uh, in the chat there. That's that, that real fire, <laughs> that log jam OG. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some weed news. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting because it's kind of my home state uh, back in Montana. They're finally getting around to doing some untethering uh, before you had to have your card, and that card was linked to a specific dispensary, and that was the only dispensary oh. or individual, not even, you know, some of them aren't even like actual dispensaries. It's just you call up homeboy and he comes and brings you your weed or you go pick it up. Um, but sucks. when you get your card, you put down you put down a name or a business and like that's where you're stuck to. So if something happens and their crop gets fucked up or they just stop bringing the fire or, you know, a lot of shit can go can, can go wrong when you're, you know, growing plants and stuff, uh, you're stuck there until you like refile yeah exactly so i thought it was kind of cool they're finally now 2020 getting around to doing some untethering uh montana medical is kind of what this show started around back in 08 so it's always got a, a place in my heart there being being my hometown or my home state uh so i thought that was kind of cool they say in the article, no one wants to eat at McDonald's every day over and over again when a thousand different places make hamburgers. It's the same with medication or anything else. People want variety. They want to shop at different places and they want accessibility. And I think I mean, 100%. If they got the best hamburger, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Guys hamburgers are pretty fucking good. Too. They are pretty Just good. <laughs> if I had to pick yeah. one to eat every day, it would probably be Five Guys. You know, I'm door dashing five guys as <laughs> we speak. <laughs> uh, last oh, year, shit. last year the Montana legislature like 15 minutes while I run up. Right, <laughs> just bring it upstairs. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> 
Uh, last year, the Montana legislature approved Senate Bill 265, a medical marijuana reform bill that called for untethering patients by the end of June 2020. In April, the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services officially informed patients and providers that it would implement the change on Tuesday, June 2nd. So, coming soon. Uh, SB, what? Guess what time it is. Oh, it's dab time, baby. Oh, it's shit. Dab time. Oh, shit. Right. Let's go. Take a dab, baby. Sorry. SB, Go ahead, SB 265 said registered cardholders could purchase up to one ounce of usable weed per day and a maximum of five ounces per month. It also required that the state's seed to sale tracking system could alert a provider when a cardholder was buying more than they were allowed. Uh, the biggest challenge the system faces is getting that tracking in place that allows a provider to know how much a cardholder has purchased previous to walking in the door without also giving that provider details of all the purchases that were made at other providers. So we want to help so like, protect that privacy and still allow providers to ability to check on the limits purchased. Anybody who keeps books? I mean... Yeah, it just it seems like a silly non-issue that's like an excuse of an issue. <laughs> That's like, well, right. does it really matter how much weed we're buying? Like, I think right. just a normal market will sort that out. Eventually, people will run out of money and then they will stop buying the weed for that day. Like, I let it sort itself out. Why Why well, do I you mean, have I, to say how, how much? Right. I mean, because I mean... I smoke a different amount than you smoke. For real. And they do that here even. I mean, it's it's like that everywhere. It's just one of those annoying things that like, well, if you want your weed to, if you don't want to be a criminal with your weed, then you got to like only be able to buy an ounce per day or whatever. Like, it's so stupid, but these, are, don't have that here. these are the hoops we jump through. We just have, you can only have a max amount on you. Yeah, but you can buy up to that amount. Right. Yeah. It's lame. Pretty lame. How's that dab? Oh, he's taking it. Just starting it. Oh, yeah. Join oh, us. Join us mute. live right Sorry. here. Tooth hates me when I take dabs and don't mute myself. <laughs> I agree with him, though. Because then I have to edit it out, and then it messes up the whole shit. Uh, Pockrock says in Washington anyway, you can only buy possess one an ounce at a time. I'm not sure what the possession is here in Oregon, but I know you can only buy an ounce unless you're medical. Then you can buy like four or something, which is a bold assumption that medical people would smoke more weed than the rec people. I mean, if anything, I think you should just, you know, let, let them buy as much as they want on both sides, but just stifling industry, whatever. Uh, let's see, moving on, uh, a task force comprised of former lawmakers, federal prosecutors, and reform advocates issued a series of recommendations Wednesday about criminal justice policy changes that should be enacted, and that includes creating a waiver system to allow states to set their own weed policies without federal interference. You know, like America should be. They're gonna, they're gonna let the states decide. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, I was muted during that. I was like, fuck you, Federals. Fuck America. This is America. Fuck yeah. I just think America. it's funny that they're like, yeah. we had to build this whole task force to like let America do what America does, which is letting the states set the state laws. It's like, all right, oh, cool. I'm glad. I thought, I thought it was the exact opposite. I'm glad we paid for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic for that entire thing. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad it's happening. 
I don't think that, I mean, they could have just asked us. We would have been I mean, like, I, uh, yeah, let the states do what the states want to do. Oh, are wait, you, so they are letting them? They're, they're working on it. They're drafting. Okay. <laughs> we're in the, we're in the brainstorming phase of this. They're drafting. We got the task force formed. We got everyone's pockets padded that we needed to pad. Right. Oh, so Jesus. the next My step. My pocket's not padded, baby. My pockets are empty, baby. Fucking <laughs> padding, pat. Oh. Uh, the Council on Criminal Justice Task Force was established prior to the coronavirus pandemic, but its new report said the health crisis has quote underscored the urgency of the recommendations. <laughs> With everyone staying at home, we're gonna need as much weed as possible. Okay. God. If it wasn't for the fucking stupid virus, we would have had our shit legal by now. <laughs> Vinter in the chat says, Matt, that just reminded me, 50 grams is the death penalty in China. So, you know, no matter how no matter how bad you have it, somebody's always got it worse. It's like, wow. Good example of that. Shout good out good shout girl. out to China. That's like just over but, two ounces? But you guys keep buying their rigs, so... <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys buy whatever rigs you want to buy. You can come to sweetpieceofglass.com buy a rig from there too. I mean, you do what you want. Shameless plug. Shameless. Hashtag. You can check out Gary too. What's that called? Gary's Glass Adventure. There you go. There you go. Check check us both out. I'm the one that just took a dab. Uh, Sally Yates, who served as deputy attorney general and interim attorney generals on the task force, also. Georgia Governor Nathan Deal, former Philadelphia Mayor Michael Nutter, and former D.C. and Philadelphia Police Chief Charles Ramsey. (laughs) Mark Holden, who was Senior Vice President and General Counsel at Koch Industries, (laughs) and David... I'm going to get through this. And David Safavian, General Counsel of the American Conservative Union, also members. Together... The group agreed on 15 reform recommendations. While they didn't endorse federally legalizing weed outright, the group said the current conflict between local and national policy is untenable and should be addressed in the interim by creating waivers for states to proceed with marijuana legalization without the fear of federal intervention. Okay. Beautiful. Let let me get this straight. (laughs) We got Captain Nutter, right? Yep. And we got Cock Cock Industries, Industries. and they're both up in this, trying to make some waivers. We're screwed. They they think we're a fucking joke. We're coming in there with Captain Nutter and Cock Industries. What the fuck is this? I don't know. I'm about to. Tell me that's a joke. I'm I'm gonna add to my cuck holdings in my Robin Hood, and I'm gonna buy some cock, and we'll see. That's a joke. We'll see how it does. Is cock listed on uh, on the hood? Oh my god. What's that? Wait, I'm getting word. Oh, we've been canceled. We've been canceled. <laughs> uh, but it is good. I it sucks that like things have to get to a point where like they have to do this and have a big whole thing and waste a bunch more money just to do what we should be doing. But at least we're doing it now. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm taking all my money out of Apple and putting it in the cock. But- <laughs> <laughs> awesome we are not stock uh we're not stock investor recommenders we're not we're not 
We're not bankers. Wait, well, where's that, where's that disclaimer? I posted the disclaimer. We're definitely not bankers.
so because of all of this excess weed and then obviously it's basic fucking, like I said, I'm not a fucking stockbroker investor cat, but like this is basic economics, you guys. We have a bunch of weed. They have Sell no weed. So you have supply and then you have the demand. Now we just need, <laughs> if only there was a way to meet in the middle and transfer this supply to that demand, all while taking a couple points off the top for myself and my, my friends. <laughs> uh, Before we start this, we need a blackout and we need a economics with Max. Economics with Max. <laughs> Uh, so in in June 2019, Governor Kate Brown here signed legislation that would allow Oregon to make agreements with other states to import and export legal cannabis, but only if federal law changes to expressly permit the practice. So you have the group we just talked about, hopefully going to make the the waivers no that Oregon and then let's say like New York or or any other state, Indiana or you know wherever then they can they we can each get our waivers on and then we can start shipping legit packs uh back and forth keeping the US Postal Service also in business in the process. It's a beautiful thing. Dude, that'd be insane if they actually like made shipping fucking legal. Like, right? That'd be fucking nuts. Shit would be off the hook. It's a no-brainer though, right? You have like it this suffering be. here of like postal service not making enough money and then you have this surplus of weed here with like nobody here that's gonna fucking smoke it and then you have all these people over here that are like we'll smoke whatever we don't give a shit like put it all together and do it it's just logistics it's super easy we have like ai that can literally do this right now we just day and age of the internet people can talk so easily and they'd be like hey look this is my shit we just need no, the waivers. You want to try some? Here you go. I'll send you some. Hey, I'm going to write a waiver. If all we need are waivers, we'll just write our own waivers. <laughs> Be like, nope, we're good. Got the waivers right here. Says uh, from Matt and Grant at the hotbox. Says I can send this weed. I'm good. See, it says Grand and Oli Bear. It says we're good. <laughs> Specifically, ah, Old Bear. Shout out, Oli Bear. He was like, "Yeah, we're fine, man." <laughs> oh, we're definitely getting canceled now. <laughs> and then right after that is his address. Oh my god! For any questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I hope it happens. I think it needs to happen. I think it can really like improve a lot of shit. Make Absolutely. a lot more jobs. Uh, it's just good all around. So, and I mean. It's happening anyway, so you might as well like bless it, Shut and up. then it's, it's not happening. Allegedly, we it's cannot, we cannot condone the shipping of anything. It's not safe, guys. Don't do it. Just find something local and support local until this is made legal, and then go fucking wild. Go buck wild. I thought this was kind of cool. New York uh, recently amended its New York City human rights law to ban drug testing applicants for marijuana with exceptions for positions involving construction, police, commercial driving, supervision of children, and other occupations that involve health and safety. So another small step, but definitely in the right direction. This will probably help 
unemployment. I don't know about now with like what's going on, but before all of this, this probably would have helped the, the unemployment rate. <laughs> now, now unemployment's up like 500%. Or yeah. I, it's, I don't think anything's helping that. I, yeah. <laughs> I've even heard people now are like getting offers for jobs and stuff like that. And they don't want to because they're making so much yeah. more now oh, than you, they were before when they were working. You mean I can come waste 10 hours a day for you for eight fifty an hour, or I can just sit here and fucking chill for like 12. I'm getting my game on right now. You know, I'm getting paid. I'm literally a professional gamer slash podcaster. (laughs) It's the best, literally the best. That's how that works. I'm not sure, but I could be wrong. Uh, additionally, positions where testing is required by law or agreed to in a collective bargaining agreement are exempt from this law. Simply stated, employers still may test many prospective employees whose jobs entail heightened safety requirements or otherwise fall in the exceptions set forth in the new law. And employers still may test current employees. The law became... So pretty much any good-paying jobs in anybody now. Yeah. And then, like, truck drivers, I guess you're still on meth. Because... <laughs> no, no, no weed for y'all. But I guess just keep smoking. Meth I guess you know, just keep keep railing that meth. Keep getting those packages where they need to go. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, New York City employers should carefully review their employment applications and other applicant materials to ensure that they are complying with this and other local laws. Of course, because that's what you do when you're a business. We just need fucking weed to be legal. Can we just end prohibition, please? Which we've been trying, been trying since '08. I, I know the people have been trying since long before that. <laughs> Definitely, re. Dude, uh, we we've taken a lot for, uh, more steps than I thought we would take in my lifetime. Oh, for sure. I never thought that when I was a kid, getting fucking harassed for it and getting my bongs stolen by my mom and having them thrown in the trash and like cops being like, "Does that smell like weed to you?" I'm like, "Nope, sure." Like, I just go to the store and buy it. Right, yeah. Literally had the guy just walk it out to my car the other day because I was lazy and didn't want to get out of my car, and they're still doing curbside, so fuck it. Exactly. It's nice. It's messed up. It's good that we've we've made it this far. I'm curious to see what what else ends up happening. I mean, it'll be a full-on... When when all 50 states and probably... I don't even know if international, but let's just, like, countrywide. Once that all opens up, like, I think it'll more fully be realized what this thing is worth as far as, like, an actual contributing piece to the economy. You know what, Matt? I think if we're still around kicking for that during the show... We can send something to somebody then. We'll do a giveaway. Some weed. Yeah, we'll actually we'll send do, we'll some weed. We'll give away actual product. We'll when pack up the band hammer. FBI watching this, just so you're knowing now, we're not giving away anything now. When and if it becomes legal, we will give away product then. We will do a first <coughs> giveaway then. I think that is absolutely fitting. I'm sure two degrees. I can't. He's that not speaking that would be a, like his stupid child voice. He's busy finding the uh, disclaimer. Uh, contacting the lawyers right now right all right uh we'll end the show got a couple searches and seizures we'll mention i know you guys like hearing about (laughs) this kind of shit uh some illegal bend oregon this this one getting kind of close to uh to home here 
I mean, not really, but it's in in Oregon. Uh, charges and arrests are expected in the near future after neighbor complaints prompted a series of three raids on allegedly illegal marijuana grow ops in Deschutes County. Uh, they wow. had the SWAT team and everything out there. Three search warrants. Uh, what did they find? Detectives, and this this goes back to the be good to your neighbors and be friendly to your neighbors because otherwise your neighbors are going to call the cops on you. So, <laughs> uh, the investigation. Yeah, exactly. The investigation began after detectives received complaints from neighbors about the odor, the validity of the grow operations, and more unfamiliar traffic in their neighborhoods. Uh, the first raid took place at this property down in Lapine. Uh, they said they found 132 illegal plants, more than 31 pounds of illegal processed weed. So a bunch of plants, a bunch of processed weed, probably wrapped up in packs. Uh, detectives also found apparently unpermitted structures, interesting, uh, and electrical work being used to support the grow operation. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, so the moral of today's story is drop off free weed to your neighbors. Well, especially if you're going to steal their electricity, I think. Like, oh, no. That's the main thing. Oh. Be, be a good neighbor. That, that, that's how you fuck up. Criminals are dumb. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Boink. And it's messing up the, uh, the nearby public lands, of course. Fire hazards, safety of the homes and families in the area. Uh, the neighbors, quote, there are many neighbors who wanted this crack down for a long time. Almost next door, there's a family over there with kids. What, what I was told is that those folks have complained about the marijuana growers for a very long time. They've complained that they have children there and it smelled awful. <laughs> over the past two... Over the past uh, two years, there have been at least four illegal marijuana growers raided in the Lapine area. And then they served another search warrant that found a felony amount of butane hash or honey oil and a firearm at the location. What's a felony amount nowadays? uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Anyone want to look up? Tooth, pull that shit up. What's a felony? Pull that shit up. Felony amount of BHO in Oregon. Pretty sure it's under 25 grams, he says. So over an ounce, pretty much? Almost an ounce. An ounce with the container. Uh, so yeah, you know, if you're, uh, as, as we always like to say, if you're out there doing that, just know who your neighbors are and hope that they're friends drop off free weed to them. and drop off good weed to them. Or, you know what? Doesn't even have to be weed part of being a friendly neighbor. It's just finding out what your neighbors like and then bringing it to them. Beer? <laughs> Do you drink beer? Here's some microbrews. Do you smoke weed? Here's some good weed. Do you, you know, like they're not going to snitch on you. If anything, they're going to be cool with you. I guess at the worst, they're going to like extort you for more free weed. I mean, which which is better than the cops doing it. <laughs> you're going to have to fucking give them free shit. That's just how that shit goes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got pay to play. That's. That's how business goes, whether it's it's Welcome the cartel life. or the mob. You're going to pay somebody, you know. Life lessons 101, Matt Gray. Uh, and then in Illinois, 57-year-old Illinois man is facing full, multiple felony and misdemeanor charges after allegedly being caught driving under the influence on the I-94 with weed and narcotics in the car. 
He was charged with possession of narcotic drugs, possession of weed, both felonies and second offenses. It's not his first rodeo. Uh, As well as operating a motor vehicle while under the influence, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of controlled substance, all misdemeanors. Uh, Weed, I kind of have an issue with that because I myself have to be medicated at all times. So, I mean, just to not, like, freak out and be able to drive, I have to be medicated. So, it's... Kind of like a catch-22 for me, but there's a difference between being medicated and being fucking joined out. And it sounds like that man was on some other type of controlled well, substance. they well. definitely found pill bottles in the car. Lots of pill right. bottles, edible bars, uh, vape carts. And in, in response to the deputy that saw the marijuana, he allegedly said, Oh yeah, I forgot it's not legal everywhere. <laughs> Uh, recreational weed was legalized in Illinois as of January 1st. Also in the vehicle, they found a joint hydrocodone and oxycodone and nuggets of marijuana. So, oh, he was pilling out. Oh, yeah. Had nothing to do with the weed. He was just fucking oh, yeah. pilling out. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was legal. Oh, the pills, though? Yeah, those are mine. I'm fucked up right now. <laughs> I'm fucking high. (laughs) Uh, So, also a good lesson to just never commit felonies when you're committing felonies, you know, one at a time. (laughs) Don't double dip. Don't double dip. One at a time, y'all. Who are the boosters this week? Shout out to the boosters Ace of Spades, Deja Vu, Dr. Daberstein, Eastern Dank Milk Mother, Oli Bear, Swagrat, and Venter. Shout out to all y'all keeping the server boosted and uh yeah we'll have another giveaway to uh keep us rolling here probably the next week or two we'll have it put together figure out what we gonna do and how we gonna do it question for all of you listening right now Ooh, what do you want to see us give away next Ooh, i know there was uh some talk of a zb cap give away one of them v2 clears we could do that yeah. Maybe something small. I should have those misers in. Maybe do like a miser and a cap combo. Maybe a couple pearls. Something like that. Maybe a spinner cap. You gotta throw in a pearl or two. I mean, yeah. those aren't too much, right? Yeah. Those are like a couple bucks. A couple like Lucy UV pearls and uh, a nice miser and uh, a ZB and a spinner cap. I don't know. What do you guys think? Tell us. Yeah. Us what know. do you want? Like, what What do you want from me? What do you want? I'm, I'm oh. sure we can set up a poll. Give us some suggestions. I should mention too, uh, album art finally, finally got finished up. Oh, for uh, from my, from my album, Hip Hop Don't Stop, Virus Diaries coming out June eighth. So if you uh, if you like rap music, check out my shit. And even if you don't, just uh, just check it out anyway, because you know streams streams pay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, All right. Note, Mr. Matt, I think it's uh, time to wrap things up here. Yep. We'll meet y'all in the, uh, in the dab lounge in the smoke sesh channel. Thanks for joining us. Hotbox.earth. That's the website. Check it out. Come join the uh, dab subreddit. Find us here in the discord. Links are on the site and make sure you're subscribed. You can leave a review in iTunes. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So definitely check us out there if you just want to catch the audio and then we'll have the video posted on the YouTube page. We'll catch y'all. What's up? Catch y'all next week.
In the darkest of times when the phoenix arises Out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus Open the sarcophagus and release the virus Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis When the flags go up like everyone is righteous Spending government checks sniffing up the white dust The previous generation wants to be just like us Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was Drop the bias and you might survive this The mummy coming through to remind your highness I might just buy up my own fucking island Build a little bunker then wait for the timer Countdown to zero, day exploiting Every exploit in your internet sex toys And emitting vibrations through the ether Did you just come? Me either If you look at the bright side, we're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking. no wait, that was crack Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions, who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient.